remember? Hi, Megan. Welcome to Bad Movies Rock. Why, thank you, Megan. Yes, Amber. That's it. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Amber, I'm staying wide distance away from the microphone so you don't yell at me right now. I mean, I'll probably still yell at you for something else, just because I'm not really sure what to do with myself if I'm not complaining. I also will forget to stay wide distance from the microphone yeah, in about yeah, no, 30 you seconds. <laughs> you are definitely not going to be able to maintain that distance. And that's fine. That's you. That's who you have to be. Mm-hmm. And I have to be the person who then bitches about it. Yeah, we'll fix it in post, Amber. It's okay. I am post. Post is me. And I am not magical. And I have almost no idea what I'm doing. I believe in you, Amber. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll fix that in post, too. You're going to fix believing in you in post? Yes. What does that even mean? I don't know. I don't know what it means, Megan. What does the other thing mean? What does anything mean? I am post. All hail post. Oh, dear God. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, Amber, we watched a movie today. We did watch a movie today. What movie did we watch? Well, let me get to that. Um, Let me leave people um, on a cliffhanger because they haven't, like, read the title of the podcast yet. Um, I wanted to, like, start off by saying that there's something we've been kind of remiss in talking about in our action movie, um, fun, bad movie picks so far. Ooh, ooh, I know what it is. I know what it is. Megan, 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 pick me, pick me, pick me, pick me, pick me, pick me. Mm, Timothy, no, uh, Amber. Yes! Fuck you, Timothy! <laughs> Every movie we've watched so far stars a dick. Uh, I mean... Sorry, not a guy named Dick. That was confusing. Stars a person with a penis. You mean a dick be dick? A dick be dick? It stars a dick be dick. <laughs> if you will. Yeah. They's yeah. all mean. Mm-hmm, they are. And... So we've been lacking, I mean, I think it's it's part us, for sure, and it's part, you know, movies, that there aren't a lot of movies that star women or even non-binary people as their, like, big action, fun, silly, bad movies. It's true. There's this unfortunate reality in which you don't, you have a dearth in general, of women-led projects and then again and and even like extrapolating even farther you have an even bigger separation when it comes to action sci-fi big budget ridiculousness yeah and then you have to factor Mm -hmm. in the fact that we only watch bad movies yeah when women make a picture more often than not it's good so (laughs) it has to be like to get it made it has to be good they have to think mm-hmm. that they can make a very good movie because it's not like oh women aren't going to bring in the box office so it has to be like 120 percent before they even think of making it exactly like when you get female directors female writers female leads mm-hmm. they actually tend to produce and that's kind of that's it's been documented there are yep. studies there are articles and you know you have your pictures like wonder woman where people are like oh that's not gonna work Mm-hmm. And nope, oh, it does. And as it turns out, statistically speaking, it usually does. Yeah. And Wonder Woman is the only watchable movie in the DC universe right now. <laughs> you ain't wrong. Um, Although I have not seen Aquaman. Yeah, I've not. I have not seen it either. 
not heard great things, but apparently we don't support Polynesians now. Is that what we do? Is that what we're like? <laughs> no, that is not what we're like. We're like, um, we're going to catch up on the women and then we're just going to leave the polys behind. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, no, that is not what I'm saying. I'm saying I heard it wasn't a good movie is what I heard. <gasps> I mean, that's probably isn't, but no. also it's kind of what we it, do here. Yeah, it is also the first DC movie that's starring a person of color. So, you know, it's good to support that. Meanwhile, women. But women and, and you know, that also non-binary people. I mean, they're, they're, I, unfortunately, I can't even think of a movie starring a non-binary person, which is really too bad. Yes. Yes, it is. Although, again, it will probably be better than the movies we watch. And therein lies <laughs> the issue of representation is exacerbated. Yeah. It will also um, probably star a, like, woman or a man playing a non-binary mm -hmm. person because... Yeah, it'll be a cisgendered person pretending. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, that's really dumb. Stupid and dumb. Maybe just hire the people you're making the movie about? Hmm? The, all that to say is we watched um, a great quote-unquote bad movie starring uh, Gina Davis today. Yay! She's a woman! She is. And uh, we watched The Long Kiss Goodnight. Yeah, we fucking did. So much fun. I love this movie. It is one of my favorite so Christmas movies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It is in my top five favorite Christmas yep. movies. So what do we got? We got Long Kiss Goodnight. We got Die Hard. We got... Gremlins. Gremlins, obviously. We got Die Hard 2. What? <laughs> Scrooged. You don't even Scrooged. know me. Scrooged. No, I was... I, is joke, Amber. Was is joke? <laughs> was is joke? <laughs> yes, ma'am. Mm -hmm. I don't even like Die Hard 2 very much. Oh, shit. Did I say that out loud oh, into a microphone? Oh, no. Oh, no. I mean... We're going to get into Die Hard 3 at some point, and it's going to be a beautiful mess. Yes. I'm very excited for it. We're going to yes, have some guest stars for that one. Very excited for it. We will need guest stars for that mm -hmm. one. It's going to yep. take more Frankensteins to stitch this bitch together. Yeah. Okay, you got Scrooge. What's your last... What's your fifth one, Amber? Nightmare Before Christmas. Ah, uh, of course. I'm not a monster. Silly me. No, you're not. Mm, yeah. Mm. Yeah. I hear you. All right, so um, Long Kiss Goodnight. Gina Davis plays a woman who has amnesia, and she's been a, she's had amnesia for eight years, and so her new life has taken these the past eight years from her perspective. And she was an assassin employed by the U.S. government who was, I don't know, sent out to do murder things, I guess. Yes, off, off the books. Uh, mm -hmm. They call them black ops. Yeah. Because it's, we're doing the naughty things that would or should be illegal, but nobody mm -hmm. knows about them because darkness. Yeah. So she's been living this kind of school teacher, picturesque life, and she has a, and she has an eight-year-old daughter, and she actually doesn't know who the father is. I wonder if we'll find that out by the end of this movie, Amber. No, it's an unnecessary mystery. It's just kind of like, oh, I woke up pregnant. Well, I guess I didn't wait. Well, no, she woke up. Yeah. Because, you know, she, she, she got amnesia and she woke up to a life that she didn't understand and happened to be pregnant. Yep, exactly. And we don't, yeah, that's not a mystery we need to, to unwrap. She has no. a kid. 
Don't worry mm-hmm. about it. Don't worry about it. Uh, Samuel Jackson is plays uh, Mitch, and he is the private eye who we also see kind of being a bit shady and blackmail early on um, that Gina Davis hires to kind of find out about her past. And he kind of almost stumbles into her past, and then um, they go off together to find find out why she has uh, these uh, secret assassin skills that she discovers she has. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why does she know how to throw knives and cut things and double tap deers and... Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Deerses. Deerses? Yep. Deers... Yeah, Douses. she gets... Yes. Um, she gets into a car accident because this kind of lecherous man, she's driving home from a Christmas party, um, essentially gropes her. And uh, it was a whoopsie grope. He was super drunk. Mm, I think he meant it. Anyway, they hit a deer and then they hit a tree and the deer's suffering. And she kind of walks across um, the snow in bare feet and just snaps the deer's neck. Always double tap. mm -hmm, Always double tap. She knows what to do. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, hijinks ensue. She gets an assassin comes for her. He seems Mm -hmm. to think it's personal. He wants his eye back, but we didn't see her take his eye. We assume Mm -hmm. that he knows something we don't. She wants to piece it all together. Mm -hmm. And so she goes off with Samuel Jackson, leaving her fiance and child behind because shit is getting weird. Yes. Um, Yeah. Essentially, she makes contact with the old government official she knows. Um, She realizes that they are actually bad guys now because they got into the pocket of the terrorists now in order to make... um, Essentially, in order to plan terrorist activities, in order for Homeland to get funding. Yes, yes. They Mm -hmm. make a point of saying uh, on a few occasions that this arm of the government has not received as much funding because healthcare, that's why. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) So we're spending less on defense and secret murder and more on healthcare. And in order to make their meet their budget limits, they decide to get into bed with terrorists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so things are just all topsy-turvy when she kind of makes connections with her government folks again. And so she now has to fight kind of the government plus the terrorists. And she and Sam Jackson do. And then there's an explosion at the end. And then there's goats. So I think that sums up the movie. Yes, it does. It ends with goats. So you know it ends well. <laughs> exactly right. Should we just go into... Yeah. No reason not to. We got the no. plot down. She has amnesia. She's an assassin. She wakes up. She's, oh my God, an assassin again. But she has a kid and she was in the PTA. But now she's not in the PTA anymore. But technically she kind of still is in the PTA. And Samuel Jackson is like, woman, you still have a daughter. That had to come from somewhere. This whole being a teacher thing. Like, it wasn't just a cover. Part of you must be this person and not this other person. And she's like, no, I want to kill that person. I want to be me. And then she's like, oh, but I do have a daughter. And then, oh, goats. Yeah, that's the entire movie. You're welcome. You want me to just cut out all the stuff that you said and just replace it with that? Because I think I I I nailed it. You did, very much so. You're welcome. So Rotten Tomatoes gives this movie uh, 69 up top. Up top, my brother. Up top! Um, (laughs) Because 69, guys. Wait, 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 wait. Because 69. Oh, because it's the sex number? It's the sex number. 
Um, and that's the critics. And then the audience score is 70%. So that's actually technically higher than a movie we would do, except that we get to go by the lowest rating between um, Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic. Amber, yeah, we do, because we make our own rules. 44 on Metacritic means it's in our purview. Yeah. Uh, yep, 44, and then 85 is the user score, because, mm-hmm. you know, people get it. Yeah, they do. So I want to... Um, read one of the bad reviews that actually I would I'll just read it there's an excessive amount of excess a mind-numbing plurality of firearm battles vehicular explosions and brutally frank sex talk hell yeah <laughs> that sounds like a great review that's a to good me review. I don't know why they put that in the like the spat that column sold me. that's yeah sold I'm me. in <laughs> say no more critic yeah I think, yeah, the reviews that I read, I feel like the ones that were scored at, you know, high 60s, there was a 67% review that was perfect. It's like, nails the genre, you've got good chemistry between Samuel L. Jackson and Gina Davis. It's ridiculous. Enjoy it. And and I feel like that was, that that hit it right there. This, this, is, mm-hmm. this is a solid action movie. It's ridiculous. I think Gina Davis is great as an action hero. We will get into that. But 44%, that's that's... That's too low. That's it's too low, wicked. kids. Mm-hmm. It is. And and there was even a review that asked the question, are people ready for a woman-led action adventure? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, apparently this um, kind of this stage is where um, Rennie Harlan, who was the director of this movie, and Gina Davis were actually trying to get like a, a movement of women being action stars. And unfortunately... What I learned was that Cutthroat Island, which was directed by Rennie Harlan and also starred Gina Davis, was so bad that it got its stank a year later on The Long Kiss Goodnight. So its numbers at the box office suffered because of how bad Cutthroat Island was the year before. Yeah, that thing. I think Guinness Book of World Records bombed. It was very expensive and made no money. That's Cutthroat Island, right? That's Cutthroat Island. Yeah, and yeah. That that stank followed their their production company, their 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 partnership, their everything, and it's unfortunate because this was a moment. This was a mm-hmm. moment that could have gotten us. I want to say at least two to three more Gina Davis Long Kiss Goodnight jams. Not not even same universe, just other action movies with her at the helm. And I am into it. She is yeah. great. She is fun. She is she is fucking into it. Like she mm-hmm. trained for this. She learned yes. to do things so it looked real. And mm-hmm. it's fun. And she's so badass. And I want more of this. Yeah. It's it's a it's a really missed opportunity to not have more more of this in the 90s. I think the world would be a better place. I think we'd have a female president, honestly. Yeah, I think you're right. Honestly, I think, I think right. we might have moved beyond female presidents into like non-binary presidents. <sighs> so nice just of every color mm-hmm. we would be beyond gender and race if <sighs> we had gotten two to three more, more gina davis action more movies. Gina da- yeah it's all it's all we needed i might have not. gone too far it may have just been we'd have a woman president but that's that in and itself leads us to other things you know yeah. we gotta we gotta get over these hurdles of stupidity <laughs> so that we can hopefully maybe move on to better things i want to believe i want to believe that too amber oh boy 
All right, so Amber, let's get to our favorite quotes, scenes, etc. in this movie. All of it. Mm-hmm. First where it starts, and then the stuff that comes after that, and then to the goats. Yeah, all of it was good. Yeah, I yeah. think you summed up what was good in this movie. It was yeah. the start, to the middle, to the goats. To yeah. goats. Yeah, yep. you yep. did it. All right, so what would you rate this movie, Amber? <laughs> <laughs> Well, Megan, I'm glad you asked. Well, this is going to be a good quick one. You're welcome, everybody. Hope your commute is short this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amber, do you have a... What would you like to start with with a scene? I don't know. There's there's so many good ones. I mean, you can just start with... Man, it's hard to say. I mean, there, there are things about this that, that obviously I don't like terribly much, like the choice that they made for Samuel Jackson's character to be... That was too gross. bad. Gross. Yeah. Samuel L. Jackson's um, character definitely grows on you, but they give him a rough start to begin with. He's misogynistic in just fucking terrible ways, and he's predatory, super gross. He is. He's. is It's not pleasant. It's not. It's kind of. Uh, I don't. I don't need this. And I think it's. It's meant to come up against Gina Davis as she transforms into like the harder assassin and she's just meeting him at his level and then going past his comfort zone in terms of being just like confident and sexual and just dangerous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're supposed to kind of get that, you know, Oh, he's, he's the manly predatory dude and he's not ready for her. He is not ready for the non PTA Gina Davis when Samantha becomes Charlie. Assassin. Yeah, yeah, he has he he stands there with his mouth wide open, and yeah, it's it's pretty great when that happens. And I'm down, but mm, I don't think it was necessary to make him quite that gross. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with that. I, I, a little hard to hear. Mm-hmm. That uh, what is he's watching TV, and some guy Oof. says, "You got a cat? I don't have a cat. I have a girlfriend." And I'm thinking, what does that have to do with anything? And then Samuel L. Jackson responds, "Yeah, pussy's pussy." Ugh. Nope. Ew. That, that's just upsetting that's I, not funny that's no. just icky that's even if you're trying to make him a caricature Ew. yeah but it's cool because it's still samuel jackson and other scenes so good so fun he delivers lines with just this belligerence mm-hmm. that's wonderful and yeah. i love it in response mm-hmm. to gina davis's frank Oh, God, I can't even. I can't even. I, which yeah. is great, because, of course, we're talking, and so I need to be able to even, but I can't even, and so I'm just going to let Megan take over. Well, I was going to give you a line reading, which is, at some point, um, the, so Gina Davis is just mortifying people in alley, and Sam Jackson's kind of muddling things up, and she asks him, were you always this stupid, or did you take lessons? I took lessons! It's <laughs> exactly it's a pretty good line reading, Amber, because it's it's just that like mm. <laughs> the belligerence comes from deep within my soul. I may not be Samuel L. Jackson, but I have that level of indignant anger. Yeah, yeah, you do. It was infused into that line. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love it. There are a lot of scenes and a lot of like. There's there's so many opportunities. It's quippy from the beginning yes. when she's still PTA Samantha Gita Davis. In the very beginning, and she's talking to her fiance. It's still cute. It's still quippy. It's still a little blue. Mm-hmm. It's fun and yeah. and light. And there's just there's good dialogue and good back and forth and good just like quick one liners. Ah, oh, so much fun. 
It is so much fun. Um, I think our combined favorite line. Oh, yeah. So, okay. Gina Davis kind of gradually is remembering. um, So, yeah, remembering her assassin self. And um, there's this really puckish exchange between them where um, Gina Davis needs to help Sam Jackson take off a big bandage because he cut his side open. And um, instead of just pulling it off, she says, here, look at this. And she takes her, opens up her robe so he can see her breasticles and such. And he, he goes, oh, and he's stunned. And then she rips off his bandage. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. like, oh, that hurt. And she says... <laughs> I know, that's why I distracted you. Same principle as deflowering a virgin. She read it in a book somewhere. It's like, you bite a girl's ear to distract her from the pain. And she's like, hey, you ever done something like that? To which he responds. <laughs> Can you do it? I don't Can know. you do it? Okay, I got it. <clears throat> <clears throat> no, I sock him in the jaw and yell, pop goes the weasel. <laughs> see his face when he delivers the line mm-hmm. because he is so blindingly uncomfortable and disarmed and just nonplussed by what is happening to him right now yeah. and the concept that she has introduced to him. He's like, fuck no, I never did that. But instead of <laughs> saying, fuck no, you're crazy, it comes out, no, of course, I'm going to double down on this. I sock him in the jaw and say, pop goes the weasel. <laughs> and I... <laughs> I saw this movie probably in the late 90s and have not seen it since. And I really couldn't remember too much of this movie. But as soon as that line came up, I knew what he was going to say. And it was it struck this part of my brain that was like, oh, yeah, this is one of the funniest lines in a movie ever. Mm -hmm. So Samuel L. Jackson um, does this thing where he goes, da, 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 put my keys in my left pocket. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Gun on the right hand side. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. And so he kind of he he sings a little song to to himself to remind him where he puts things. Apparently, yes, and that stuck with me. A lot of these lines stick with me. Like just there are things about this movie that I remember. Even the first time you're introduced to Samuel L. Jackson, he's he's pretending to be a cop and he's blackmailing this dude. He walks in. He's like, you know what happens when you make an assumption? You make an ass out of you and umption. <laughs> that. I said that for years after watching this. Yeah, I have that in my head, and I didn't even know where it was from, but it's from this movie. It's from yeah. this movie, and it's definitely from Samuel L. Jackson. Yep. Ugh, yeah. So the lines in this, great. Gina Davis and Samuel L. Jackson interplay, great. Very solid chemistry from PTA to Assassin. It changes nicely, but it maintains in terms of just being delightful to watch. Absolutely. And then we have action scenes. Bad mass motherfucking action scenes. Yeah. There's bad um mass. bad mass action scenes is what I said. Mm-hmm. Bad mass. Exactly bad right. Mass. You asked me what I could remember about this movie when we right before we watched it. Mm-hmm. And I said I could remember one scene. Yes. The water wheel torture scene. <laughs> yeah, it sticks with you. This is it some does. Yeah, it's rough. It's rough and Yeah, the water wheel torture scene is memorable. It is. And apparently Gina Davis um, tried holding her breath in a cold bathtub um, with Rennie Harlan in order to get an idea of how long she could hold her breath under cold water. Dag. 
Yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, she. it looked like she did most of the things we saw. That is what the internet says. The internet says she did almost all of her stunts in this movie. Like, her knife work is on point, and yeah, she's, she is underwater. She is definitely underwater, and it does not look warm. Nope. <laughs> yeah and she just badasses her way out of that where she just kind of it, you know the cold water starts to like bring out memories of being an assassin and then um she figures out because because they also put a dead guy under the water with her which is super extra cruel mm-hmm. but she remembers that this dead guy underwater always keeps a gun right next to his um you know i believe he calls it his area. wally he does. He does call it his <laughs> Wally. <laughs> and so she's able to, uh, second or third time down there, she, she gets the gun out of his Wally and um, shoots the bad guy. Yep. Multiple times. Mm-hmm. She shoots the bad guy and then she shoots the like clip that makes the uh, water wheel hold place so she's not just going to go back underwater. It's some, it's some good shooting. She is a marksman with a pistol. She does some pretty impressive shooting with just a pistol. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I feel like she winds up being more impressive with the pistol than she does with a rifle with a scope later on in the movie. Yeah, that might be true. Yeah. But yes, this is her first, like, she is, she is fully realized now as Charlie in the water wheel scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, she comes to while still in the midst of torture and asks to be put back under because she knows she wants to go for the gun. So he brings her up and yes. she's like, you've made, like, what is it she said? Something about, I, I let you touch me. I think I need a bath. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, she's Which, essentially not the yeah, best line, it. but it definitely is like put me back under, big boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do it, coward. Do it, coward. <laughs> Feeling froggy, jump. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it, it is it's it, it it is the beginning of just multiple scenes of her being a complete and utter in control badass. Yes. The big bad guy um, is played by Craig Bierko, and he plays Timothy. And Timothy has, we've seen him a couple in a couple of scenes and he keeps saying that he can um, uh, tell if people are telling the truth or not. Um, he is torturing one guy and he knows he's not telling the truth. And he tells another person that I can always tell if you're lying. And he, uh, Timothy then tries to murderify Gina Davis and her daughter by putting them into a cold freezer and Charlie says to him, oh, you want me to do this? I do want you to do this. Okay. If, if you want to, if you can remember. As, as he's closing the door, she says, you're going to die screaming and I'm going to watch. Tell me, am I lying? Yep. <laughs> it's a badass thing to say. And to Bierko's credit, his face does the things you want it to do in that moment. Mm-hmm. He doesn't say anything, which I appreciate. They, they do a good job of not being over expletive. In, yep. in this movie, you don't get a shit ton of mansplaining for the most part. Yes. He does that just, you know, I'm about to lock you in a freezer with your daughter. You're about to die. I have all the cards here. And then he looks at her face and he kind of has this balk moment of, oh, shit, she is not lying. She means mm-hmm. this. Yep. She's going to figure this out. It probably doesn't matter, right? Yeah, it's fine. It's cool. I'm just going to close this door and forget about it. Yeah. <laughs> and they do have... Um, they at least go for a semi-plausible reason of why he doesn't just shoot her then and there. They kind of want to stage that. They want to kill her by freezing, and then they want to stage her death 
as an accident or whatever. Yeah, I appreciate um, that too. I, I mm-hmm. genuinely, I was, I was just thinking the fact that, that they don't, they have, it's not just a stupid, let me explain my secret master villain plan to you and then give you a slow death from which you can almost certainly escape for no reason. It is, we're going to pretend that you're just a crazy woman who kidnapped her daughter and wandered off into the, into a blizzard and died. Like, that's great. Mm-hmm. That doesn't bring down heat. There's no bullets to explain. It's just, oh, here are very logical reasons for this person to have died with. And that's why he says, don't shoot her. I want her not to have a mark on her. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, this is perfect. Yeah, he does. So um, uh, Timothy says that to his henchmen literally two and a half seconds before they all start shooting at her. Though. <laughs> they do not listen to him. <laughs> do not listen to him. Understandably, because she's definitely shooting at them. That is true. That is true. <laughs> Yeah, he's a good psychopath in this. And I yeah. like that they do the big reveal. He's actually the father what? of Gina Davis's <gasps> daughter. You don't oh, say. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Holy my goodness. Cow. Didn't see it coming. Also doesn't matter. Because she tells him, he looks at her, believes her, and then is just like, whatever, and walks away anyway. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's it this was reveal just for the that audience. does nothing. Yeah. It was just for the audience to know where this kid came from. Mm-hmm. And to establish that she apparently sleeps with all of her marks. Yeah, that was kind of a be... thing they were coming up with. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. love that, but I mean, if, hey, if that's what I mean, more power to you. If that's how you want to do it, you do it that way. Mm-hmm. That's how you do your assassinating. Mm-hmm. It's um 120 minutes long, so it's right at that two hour mark. I think I wouldn't cut much out of it. I think it's uh mostly a delight to watch. Agreed. All of it. The scenes move along pretty quickly. You, you know, get through the plot pretty quickly. They don't really linger in any particular area. There's not an excessive amount of dialogue. Um, yeah. No, I, I think I think it's a decent two-hour runtime. It earned it. Mm-hmm. It did. It did. Hey, Amber, what would you rate this movie? Hold on. Before you answer, uh, let me give you some options. I don't you want You can options. say it is. It rocks. You could say it is outstanding. You could say it is crazeballs. Or you could say, okay. So just to be clear, the first one was... Regrettable. No, it wasn't. Not the way you said it. God damn it, me. (laughs) (laughs) You would think I would know my own scale that I insisted upon. Thank you for this gift. I swear you do it just so that I will be amused enough to participate in your ridiculous. The sad part is I do not try to do that. It's it's just I was so proud of myself for listing them out. I got outstanding right. I knew I got K right. Amber, what would you rate this movie? Well, I would rate this interaction as regrettable. Okay. But I would. (laughs) I'm so clever. I would rate this movie as craze balls. Easily craze balls. It's Crazeballs slash outstanding. It like may it's, be a slash. Yeah. It could yeah. be a CO movie. Yeah. It's just, it's really good lines, really good Gina Davis, really good Sam Jackson. Oh, it's stupid. Don't get us wrong. Oh, it's stupid. But you kind of should know that based on what well, we think is good in this podcast. Yeah, what, what we think th- is good is good stupid. And Have this read- is great stupid. Yeah. Have you read the name of this podcast? Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Have you? Have you read it? Mm-hmm. Read it again. Oh boy. Sorry. A little antagonistic to I'm our sorry. lovely I'm, just, I'm so hepped up on 
the crazy lady long vigilante kiss, violence. Love. Yeah. Oh God, I love Long Kiss Goodnight so hard. Mm-hmm. So much fun. Yeah. Even the the hotel room they wake up in after she's been reassassin brained is great. Just that creepy. They must be in Atlantic City. Um, that creepy Atlantic City boardwalk honeymoon suite. Yeah, like neon <laughs> lights and everything's a little bit like red satiny. Yeah. Ah, oh, so good. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, so... So violent. So many mm-hmm. knife murders. Yeah. So I'm going to do something new. I'm going to say to our listeners, if you can think of any female-led, non-binary-led fun bad movies you can tweet them at us you can email us we're at bad movies rock on twitter and we are bad movies rock podcast at gmail.com yes interact with us at your own risk of course (laughs) and we've got some more lined up we've got some mila jovovich movies she makes some good bad movies Mm -hmm. some other ones I think some Angelina Jolie movies fall within our purview. Uh, Mm -hmm. I don't know how we feel about Tomb Raider. We'll find out. Yeah, we will. Um, Yeah, it's it's tough to find that niche of, you know, non-white dudes Mm -hmm. running these movies. I mean, Equalizer, great find. Yes. You have a black man being just awesome in a good, bad movie. Mm -hmm. So grateful for for that. Yes. But we need more women. And it would be great... Just for some non-binariness. Love my POCs. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Agreed. Agreed. So celebrate, obviously, and be deliberate, obviously. But there are a lot of white dude-led movies that I do love. Yeah, Could they have been true. made better if it wasn't white dudes? Yes. And oftentimes, they become so much better that we can't do them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing. Um, I was also reading that this movie, they started thinking, oh, it'll do much better if we put a man in the lead. And so Ooh. Sylvester Stallone and uh, Steven Seagal were semi-lined up to take over for Gina Davis. What? This would be bullshit if it was one of them. Bullshit. Fucking, yeah. there are plenty of those movies and I don't feel like watching them. You ain't going to see Cliffhanger up in this bitch and you no. surely as shit is not going to see any Steven Seagal up in here. No. We do not do that. Keep that out of my house. Mm-hmm. I'll no. watch them. I'll watch some Expendables though. I'm I will watch some Expendables. Definitely watch some Expendables. I don't. I don't have anything against Sly. It's just whatever. We will watch mm-hmm. those movies. But this movie is made by Gina yes. Davis and Samuel L. Jackson being awesome together. And as you mentioned to me, which I did not know. And I was always, I think I was concerned about it when I was watching the movie the first time through because, okay, you have a black man, he's not the lead, they're going to kill him off for, you know, the emotional impact. And you said they did that. They and did. the test audience said, no. They said, no, you cannot kill Sam Jackson. Yes. <laughs> and they reshot it. Thank you, test audience. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and so the last time you see him, he's on Larry King, just being ridiculous. It just is being- great kind of an ass and it's great yeah yep yeah oh yeah no thank you thank you test audience yeah you did good work you did very good work that would have been really annoying yep you don't need the person of color to die for the white person's life to mean something but it's not it's gross stop it stop that shit please stop that shit please don't Mm -hmm. please and never kill samuel jackson i don't care what role he's in you don't kill him think of one role that he was in 
that you said oh, that we will watch it. Yeah. I mean, we're going to watch that movie, but they kill most of the people in that. Very true. Very and true. Long Kiss Goodnight is a very small cast. If the only person you kill is Samuel L. Jackson, mm-hmm. fuck you, fuck your movie. Exactly right. You got it right. And so we watch and celebrate you. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Very true. I think we did this. I think we did. So, Megan. Yes, Amber. Out of curiosity. Mm-hmm. Do you have an Abby story? I do have an Abby story, Amber. Thank you so much for asking. You're welcome. I am great. My Abby story is actually something that I wasn't there for, but you and I both got some video of, which is, so Abby went to Texas with her parents and to visit Michael, the um, D&D master, and Michael's daughter and Abby have been... um, talking each other up and I think they'd even FaceTime a little bit and so it was a big moment when they were going to get together and meet each other and there's some really cute video out of this where Abby goes up to Michael's daughter and says I want a hug and then his daughter looks at her and then they both give each other these this big hug and then they just like fall over it's it's just super sweet it's a yeah it was a you know snuggle tackle yep it looks like an adorable wrestling move. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's just super cute. They just, as they're falling, they cling, cling just a little harder to each other and fall over. Mm-hmm. We will be immune to gravity if we love each other enough. And mm-hmm. they are. Yep. I, I mean, they're two and a half and three, so their fall was from sitting <laughs> to the floor and was not, it was about 12 inches, so they're, they're just fine. Yes. <laughs> super, super adorable. It was adorable. Amber, do you have a recommendation for our listeners? See, remember how I said that while you were doing the Abby story, uh-huh. I was going to think of a recommendation? Yeah. I said it with my eyes. Mm-hmm. You know, that look of panic of, oh, I need to come up with a recommendation and I haven't yet. I didn't. Okay. Um, Why didn't you ask me? Megan, do you have a recommendation? I do have a recommendation, Amber. I have been watching... Schitt's Creek. Um, my dear friend Anna recommended it to me, and I wanted to be bl- um, I wanted to be belligerent and uh, not watch it for a while because somebody recommended it to me. Um, but I decided to get over my stubbornness and actually just watch it. It is fantastic. It stars Eugene Levy and his son Daniel Levy, and Catherine O'Hara and Annie Murphy. Um, Chris Elliott. Anyway, and it, it it's kind of a silly premise of people who were very, very rich, lost all their money in a pyramid scheme, and now they bought a town called Schitt's Creek as a joke, and now they are going to go live in the town because it's kind of the only thing that they own, and they're getting to know these local folks and such. Um, it is delightful. It is funny. It is sweet. Um, Daniel Levy is a joy to watch. He's really funny and he's charming and watching him and his dad interact with each other. He's just, he's fantastic. Um, and all the other characters are, are super good too. But I, yeah, I feel like Dan Levy is really the, the standout um, performer. The heart of the show, if you will. The heart of the show. Just a quick question. 
Yeah. In getting to know the town, do they get to know themselves? They do, Amber. Oh, that's beautiful. Yes, they do. That's mm-hmm. beautiful and unexpected. Yeah. And it's nice. They have, um, so Dan Levy, the person, um, is gay. And David Rose, who's the character, um, is pansexual. And they just play that. So one of the things that Dan Levy has talked about in interviews about the show is that Schitt's Creek isn't homophobic. Like, he just wanted to remove that from from the narrative, which is a really interesting thing to do. Is like, there's, there's, sir, there's conflict about, you know, dating and relationships and stuff like that, but it's never like, oh, you're gay and that's bad. Um, which is, it's kind of nice to have that removed from, from a show. It rankles how much more work we could get done if we could use all of that energy we put into catching yeah. everybody else up. Yes. Into actually making changes. Yeah. And what if you just pretended that you didn't have to? What if you just lived in a world where you didn't have to have the conversation about, here's what a pansexual is. Here's mm-hmm. why you shouldn't be afraid of gay people. Here's why we aren't all gender binary. Here's why. What if they, it was just a given fact? And yep. then you could just get into personal drama, interpersonal drama, which will always yes. be there and always be universal. Mm-hmm. You just, you don't have to have those conversations of tolerance. Fucking yeah. hate that word. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and I, and I understand why it's, yeah, I understand why shows get made like that. I know it's because that's not the real world, but it's nice to step outside the real world sometimes and just have like a safe place to just talk about the actual, yeah, dynamics between people versus. Yeah. Just so people being people. Cause Mm -hmm. it doesn't, I'm, I'm asexual. So I don't have sex with anybody. The fact that who you have sex with somehow identifies you in some way is truly bizarre to me. I'm like, y'all have way more in common with each other than you do with me. Oh, I'm not fucking on anybody. Why does it matter who you are fucking on? <laughs> so true. Like it's, yeah. It was very confusing to me as a kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why does it matter even a little bit? It, I mean, yeah, we have to have these conversations and having them on television makes it a widespread ability to reach multiple homes and multiple minds and do it in multiple different ways so that hopefully we'll start eking out some sort of traction. But really neat to be able to mm-hmm. live in a world where, you know what? Just not going to have to do it. I have yep. decided that everybody already is on the same page. Yep. We yep. start here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> awesome. It's, it's, it's fun. Yeah. So it's... it's um. Yeah, it's great. It's a great show. Watch it. Uh, final season is season six coming out um, maybe next year. Um, and they're kind of ending it on their own terms and are going to wrap it up, I assume, in a nifty little package. Um, the first four seasons are on Netflix. And the fifth season is out on Pop, but um, I'm sure it will be out on Netflix somewhat soon. So that is Shit's Creek. Good on you for not being the usual Megan. Oh, you want me to watch this? You really, really, really want me to watch this? I'm, <laughs> I'm never going to. Jerk. I don't know if you know this, but I'm mm. never going to. And guess what? The next person that tells me that I should watch this, they're going to push it even farther back. We're it's not talking be another months. year. We're talking decades now. You, if ten people come at me, this show is dead to me. It's I hear total- static when you say its title. 
<laughs> it's totally how I was with Doctor Who. It took, yeah, it was probably decades before I watched Doctor Who when people had already recommended it to me. Oh, I love that about you so much. Oh, Just coming up against dick. the very surprising wall of belligerence. <laughs> Ugh, I'm the worst. Well, my friend, who is the worst, let yes. me recommend something to you. Please do. <laughs> I'm going to recommend The Expanse. Oh, yes. Which I was re-remembering existed because they did a... It's, Comic-Con is going on right now. So, mm-hmm. of course, all of these previews for all of this cool content that I'm totally into is just being blown up on the websites that I frequent because I only look at entertainment websites and never look at the news because I'm kind of a terrible person and I just can't psychologically handle the world's... Mm-hmm. Not every day. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I'm just going to divert the conversation a little bit and talk about your new podcast, which is AGB Tells Amber the News. We'll um, see if that happens. <laughs> The concept would be Amber's friend would um, explain the news to her and um, we would see how Amber reacted to the news. How my tiny baby brain (laughs) can handle social shit. Uh, I think it would be fantastic. We'll see what happens, but yeah. Psychological meltdowns Mm -hmm. on mic. Always good to capture for posterity. Uh, So The Expanse, it is a show that was on sci-fi. It is based on books written by dudes whose names I don't remember. And apparently what I did not know is that those books were based on a D&D, like a, a role-playing campaign that they did, oh, uh-huh. like a, an outer space. So they, it came out of role-playing. Super nice. nerdy. It's the nerdiest shit. It is really, really, really good. You have a really good sci-fi show that is also a really good social show that also has a lot of different bodies in it that are it's just great the characters in it are strong and flawed and interesting and consistent the storytelling is tight and definitely aware of itself you you everything that happens makes sense based on the rules that they establish and i really appreciate that and it's something that a lot of shows and content really seem to struggle with um So there's three seasons that were on Sci-Fi. Sci-Fi canceled it, and Amazon actually wound up picking it up. So all of it is available to watch on Amazon right now, the first three seasons. And then the fourth season will come out at some point, maybe at the end of this year or later. Um, But it's a very good show if you enjoy kind of space travel with a little bit of extra Sci-Fi flair. Um, Yeah, absolutely. It's good. It's really, really good. And I I don't usually watch serious stuff that talks about things that make me have to think about things that I don't want to think about. But it's just so well done. Mm-hmm. And just has oh, some badass females in it. Yeah. Love Perfect. to see that. Um, nice. Yeah. So that's it. Expanse and the that's Expanse. on Prime. It is yeah. on Prime. Three seasons. Nice. Good stuff. Watch it or don't. I get to watch it either way. I don't care what you do. Good. I think let's end on the note of antagonism. So, so I'll end like I always do, Amber, by saying. Oh, please do. Don't be as dumb as a rock. Yep. And watch The Long Kiss Goodnight. Oh. I feel like it's a bad sign that these are starting to sound okay to me. Yes. Yeah. Bye, Megan. Bye, Amber. <laughs> <laughs>